I'm angry driver who just got cut off in traffic right now because I had one thing that I was trying to get in right before the show started, and all it took was clicking one link in the studio. Welcome into the Plank Show on a Monday. This is not an angry rant that will take up the first 10 minutes, I hope. But have you ever tried to, with a mouse, you're trying to go click a file and the mouse just won't move the way you want it to, and it's such a first-world problem? You're like, ah, ah, just move. I got, the open is hitting. Let's go. I think I got it, though. We're, we'll all find out together. You got what you needed. How's it going, Josh Helmer? How was good, your weekend? Good morning. It was a a good weekend. No YouTube videos for me. Mm-hmm. So that uh, that kept me in merry spirits. Well done. Good job. I, uh, I, it's. Today is one of those days where people say, hey, how was your weekend? And I think, or I stop, I can't remember. I mean, this is happy National Senior Citizens Day. I didn't know if you knew that or not. Uh, We had National Radio Day yesterday. Do you know how you know it was National Radio Day yesterday, Josh? Probably because every single radio station or radio host was patting themselves on the back. You know who didn't wish anyone a National Radio Day? Anyone outside of radio. I mean, National Radio Day would be like if on National Ice Cream Day, only Brahms and Dairy Queen talked about it. I saw nobody that doesn't work in radio hurting their elbows, patting themselves on the back with the picture of the first time they ever ran a board or the 8,000 different radio stations they worked at. But no, uh, yeah, National Senior Citizens Day. I I don't even remember what I did. I mean, that's really bad. That's, I know that Friday night we had the great event where we, you know, I think this was for me, outside of starting the TV shows and daily podcasts, I think this to me was one of those final little checks where you go, oh, all right, let's go college football. Here we come. So I'm fired up, dude. I am, uh. I had a chance to hear from all the coaches. I had a chance to hear from Toby Rowland. I had a chance to hear from Joe Castiglione. Even talked quite a bit to Joe, I don't want to say off the record. Just see every conversation we have is always off the record. You know that. But it was really interesting to just kind of get his feel for the lay of the land. And not just in football sense. There's a lot of excitement beyond football with what's going on at the University of Oklahoma. Captain Obvious, right, with softball winning back-to-back-to-back national champs. You saw it with soccer. They started 2-0. and And Josie is high on Aaron Mansfield. So I'm, I had a blast this Friday night. But then if you were to ask me what I did on Saturday, Josh, I, I think I mowed all day. I literally think I went outside and mowed the whole day. And I felt like I had worked out because whenever I got done, there was a – does that count as exercise? Because you're out in the hot sun, right? Does that does that matter, or can I not chalk that up on my activity lawn? Uh, I think you can. Sure, you can count it. How, how do you have a pretty big lawn? I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've got, I've got as the rich would say land, but as I would say, <laughs> patches of of soil that have come together and end up costing me too much because I can't do anything with it. Go ahead. So yeah, I have I have a little bit. And I love, I mean, listen, I love mowing. I am here for any endorsement involving talking about zero-turn mowers and talking about 
I still call them weed eaters, edgers, whatever. I love doing yard work. But there's something about doing it when it's 105 outside. It was so hot on Saturday. That maybe sapped my memory or energy or anything. I know every year this is a tried and true take, and maybe some of you are tired of hearing it, but here we go. It's really hot, and it kind of sucks. And I don't – I was so excited because I looked ahead to next Saturday and it said 97. Have you looked at the gauges for this week? I know that uh, what Saturday was. It's triple digits every day. Saturday was an all-time record for the day. I think it got to 107 maybe. Man, I say it a lot on this program, but shouts out to those of you who still have to grind in this heat doing manual labor, doing real men's work, right? Real men, like Tommy Bacon, real men. Not like me, soft, sitting in this AC. We appreciate you guys. My dad would always tell me, I want you to have a job so you can never have to work out in the heat. Because he was a he was a maintenance welder his whole career, his whole life. Still alive, retired. He's like, I want you to have, I want you to go to college and get a job where you can work in the AC. I said, Thanks, Dad. I think he's pretty disappointed with how soft I am about being outside in the heat whenever he wants to work. But yeah, not uh not a good weekend, man, heat wise. That was terrible. You got your work done though. Got my work done. Where um I felt like unless there was some sort of major message board battle, unless we have more members of the media going Niner on Niner fan like we had in the crowd this weekend in the Niners-Broncos game, I kind of felt like, Josh, as we kick off this Monday edition of the Plank Show, I feel like it was kind of a quiet weekend on the Sooner football front. Didn't seem like we had too much buzz coming out of practices slash scrimmages seemed like it was I don't know a little, little laid back a little chi- well I don't think anything is chilled the biggest story appears to be Danny Stutzman's hair yet again which just cracks me up to no end which was fantastic in the picture that he tweeted out but am I fair in saying that no news good news at least from what I've heard and I don't know if it's from what you've heard too from over the weekend No, uh, no news. Good news. Okay. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, did I catch you off guard? Is there someone bothering you in there? <laughs> are you are you fighting the computer like I did to start this program today? <laughs> no, we're we're all okay. good. All right, all right, very good. But a no news, good news weekend, right? Indeed. Yeah. No, that's uh, this time of year. That that's positive. I, I think uh, some of the things that we'd heard before mm-hmm. still ring true. Andrew Anthony n- names that have impressed. It's funny because. We've heard from a handful of people that have watched multiple non-media windows that expressed concern about the interior of the offensive line and maybe in general the sooner defensive line getting the better of the offensive line, right? I don't know if this was just wishful thinking, and I don't think it – I don't think it had a lot to do with suddenly just whipping the defensive line in practice, but it does appear, Josh, it does appear as if we're hearing a little bit more of a positive tune, at least about one through five. And I think if you've listened to this show with any regularity, one through five being starting linemen, if you've listened with any regularity, that's kind of been 
the buzz that we've been sharing, the concern is that depth on the interior. But I don't know. I, I felt like you started to hear more positive vibes over the week. And maybe it's not just what's happening over the last few weeks or days or whatever. Maybe it's just stepping back and realizing, A, these guys haven't played together a ton. B, the tackles are, are performing really well. And then this constant C that we throw in there, which is necessary, maybe it's a sign that they're pretty good on the defensive line, right? Whenever you hear anything maybe on the negative side about what's going on with the offensive line. So I, I thought that was a little bit of good news this weekend, looking forward. Let, let's hope a lot of that is true, <laughs> and namely that last portion that you're just up against a really good defensive interior every single day. Hope so. I, I, I hope so. But I just felt it was kind of quiet, and I don't mind that. I, I don't need – I don't need to know who's wowing and proud. And this is, again, where I'll be honest with you. I'm a sucker for every single little piece of video, and I'll read every note that's out there. But to me, I'm not going to get too caught up in, wow, he's really having a good camp, so he's going to go out and be a superstar. I'm like, oh, good, he's having a good camp. Let's hope that translates to the field. I feel like so many times we hear about a good practice or a good scrimmage, and we don't just elevate them to, gosh, I hope that goes well for him. We elevate it to... Dude, could this guy be the next, oh, I don't know, Brian Bosworth out there? Or could could he be the next, you know, C.D. Lamb? It's never, you know, a comparison of a mid-range player. It's always, dude, that's like the next Ted Lehman running around out there. We never just want a serviceable comparison, right? Well, no. We want stars. <laughs> we want? We want? I want winners. But, yeah, I thought a quiet weekend, which is good news. Oh, I, I did get one little tidbit. I did get one little tidbit, and I heard this twice this weekend in just random conversations about Sooner football and someone passing along. I wouldn't count out 24 in any mix at all at the tailback position. Everything you hear about Marcus Major has been positive. What's the word like overflowing with praise, even if you will? Now I feel like we've we've been there, done that, right? So I'm trying to not suddenly hear. I hear he's the next Demarco Murray. Listen, he's only been in college for like 22 years, but when Marcus Major has been given the football, I think he's left us with a reason to be excited. It's just the consistency, the injuries. I am a I am I once again come to you with the limited amount of uh inside information that I get telling you that there is a lot of positive buzz around the whoa fifth year running back. I'm shocked that it's only five years, Josh. Felt like he had been here since like seventeen. <laughs> like he was one of those uh isn't there a quarterback that's starting for like San Jose State who's in his seventh year or sixth year? There's a couple of dudes that have been around for a minute whenever it comes to their Well, and when it's four straight years of Marcus Major, what do right. you think? And I think technically if he wanted to, he could have two more years, right? Did he did he retroed his freshman year in 19? Because he played in three games. I don't remember if he redshirted or not. Did they credit him with a redshirt? Oh, yeah, okay, never mind. So he would have one more year of eligibility if he wanted to. But everything I hear, it's good news. But I, I also, 
I also feel Josh Helmer kind of been down this road before. And so I'll hit pause. I'll stay calm. We know in Javante Barnes, and we know in what you've heard about Gavin Sawchuck, Caleb Hicks. Like you mentioned, I haven't heard a ton about Smothers outside of that he's really fast. But And that apparently he took a field trip back to North Carolina. But he's still here. He's still here. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know if I'm going to let myself get too carried away until I actually see it on a certain day. But for a quiet weekend, there's, there's the tidbits I got for you. Well, and Oklahoma's got four that you can feel pretty good about. That they do. That – that they do. And that might be, uh, you know, unkind or disrespectful to Tommy Walker or Mr. Smothers. Do you know what? Do you know who Ted constantly talks about? Tyree Walker. I was listening to the podcast. He's talking about Tyree Walker and what he looked like in a practice. I feel like anytime I turn on the rush and we talk about that running back position, Tyree Walker is a dude that keeps getting brought up. This is reminding me a lot. This is reminding me a lot, at least in the buzz, Josh, at least in the talk and the buildup of the summer where Whaley, Dominique Whaley, ended up winning the starting job when everyone thought it was Roy Finch. Where, and I mean, Whaley started in spring. I'll never forget Kenny Mossman. Whenever we showed up at the spring, and I think that might have been one of the first spring games I ever did. I'm going to say, so uh, the Whaley kid, it's just a matter of, since he's a walk-on, like it's going to be about Finch, right? And Kenny Mossman goes, let me tell you something. Dominique Whaley's going to be the starting running back for this team. And in my mind, it's like, okay. And he became it. I wonder if maybe there's a little Tyree Walker, there's a little Marcus Major, where all of us, you know, we're on to Cincinnati, right? We're on to Barnes, and we're on to Sawchuck. But there might be something to be said about the dudes that are still there. I, that's a lot sure. of running backs. But I, don't forget about Ty. Don't forget about Tyree Walker. You're absolutely right. But you said four that they seem to feel really confident in. I, yeah, I, I think so, right? Or that we've had a little bit of buzz about each of those four. Yeah, a lot of buzz, a lot of buzz, a lot of bit of buzz. Um, we're gonna be on the road today for the first time with the show in a different time slot. Yeah. Kind of exciting. Uh, yes, very much so. Now, it sucks for those of you who just get nothing but recruiting information from two to three every single day because I'm sure we want to sit around and overanalyze David Stone throwing up the U this weekend during his first high school football game of the year. Oh, my gosh, y'all. I think we might – I think I might want to put everyone in timeout whenever it comes to how we're reacting to every little thing. I mean, it's great for the, for the sites and it's great for our station, but holy smokes, man. I woke up Sunday morning, maybe it was Saturday morning, and you would have thought David Stone had already committed somewhere else last night or over the weekend. Oh, another one. There goes another one. But if you love recruiting information, locked in is locked out today, baby, because Josh Helmer and I are taking over from two to three. Do you have any big plans for two to three? Uh, Not necessarily. I think uh, hopefully we'll have – couple items to give away here and there two to three is going to be a disaster is basically what you're telling me right now we're going to be thrown to the wolves out there it's like all right here's chris and josh trial run here we go <laughs> uh we're going to be out of buffalo wild wings it's in edmund it's in edmund we thought there's so many people that have to travel 
from Edmond and the OKC area to Norman and two more whenever we've done our giveaways in the past. Now with the inaugural Gridiron giveaway, let's take it to the people in Edmond and OKC. So we'll be in Edmond. Show's on the road, baby. Show is on the road. And we'll be out there from 2 to 3 all day long, though. It starts with Steelman coming up at noon. Thanks to the Cavens Group, Fast Signs of Normans, Mitchell's Jewelry, Amini's Galleria, and Riverwind. That's my people in Amini's Galleria. Love me some Amini's Galleria. And we should also add the, the list of fund continues to grow. Boss Lady texted and said, if you get a team today, you also get a ref gridiron giveaway shirt. So does that mean, Josh, I can replace my March 16th of 2020 sports radio giveaway shirt, which I don't even think we actually did the giveaway that year, did we? You can, but you don't have to. It's a collector's item because we didn't actually have the giveaway. But I can guarantee you, you're getting that giveaway today. And if you get a team, you end up getting a shirt. Also, now I'm trying to make sure I phrase this correctly. Anytime the team that you have plays on TV – Get a little card to let you know, hey, I've got, say, Florida State. When you go to Buffalo Wild Wings, free chips and salsa. Not a bad deal. And they got good chips and salsa there, too. That is that is pretty cool. All right, so a lot of things, but really cool prizes all throughout the day. So we'll be there. Two to three, the Plank Show. All right, when we come back, I'm going to give you a reason to watch Notre Dame Navy. But I'm going to try. I heard Pete Sampson this morning, and he kind of got me fired up on two things in a good way. And then I'm going to ask this question off the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. You want to see the Sooners play overseas? I don't think we did this last year. Maybe a couple of other shows on the station and the network did. I don't think we, we did this with Nebraska. But it really got me thinking, you're not doing this a lot in college, but, man, the NFL is really committed to it. I mean, really committed to playing overseas. You've seen Brett Yormark and the Big 12 talk about the push south of the border to get down to Mexico. Is it something whenever you see Notre Dame and Navy playing at South in Ireland and watching Nebraska there last year, is it something in your mind where you're like, I want my team to do that? We'll dive into it next. With Josh, I'm Plank. This is The Ref. You want to hit a couple texts here real quick so I don't forget about the text line today? Knippa Meyer Chevrolet text line. 405-651-3439. You know what? 5280 Sooner made me feel a little bit better. Did you see this? He said, Plank, it's mustard allergy in your pool. It's bad this year. and Lots of people are having issues. Listen, you're just, you're just 5280 Sooner. Number one, the last thing anyone wants to hear is me boo-hoo about how my pool looks. I'm the first person to understand that. And if I was driving in my car listening to that, I'd be yelling at the radio. But I'm, I'm sorry. I cannot accept your, it's a term I'm looking for, diagnosis, which you are probably right. Uh, I have to figure this out for myself. I have to go rogue on this. Plank, it sounds like you might have a case of mustard allergy. Doesn't matter. Don't care. No, thank you, sir. I'm going to go figure that out right away. Let me know because now I'm at the point where I'm like, I'm just going to pour bleach in the thing. I'm going to drain the pool and I'm going to start all over. Let me see if I can find a YouTube video for you. <laughs> no. No, I can't stand YouTube videos anymore. Oh, here, here we go. Just Tracy in Burleson. Plank, I cannot stand trying to watch YouTube videos where they go on and on and on. Drives me nuts. It's like this show. If you come to the station for sports and we open and all I do is talk about my kids or my golf game or whatever. Oh, it's got to be enraging. But YouTube, 
And then you try to fast forward, and what happens? Oh, I fast forwarded to pass the point I wanted to. And when you try to go back, boom, add. add. Yeah, that's right. And what always works, what always works, the ads. Our streaming might be down. Guess what works? The ad. YouTube might be down. Your videos might not be able to play, but you know what works? Every time, the ad. Yeah, and that's, that's terrific. Oh, um, a mustard algae. Uh, Loco, Ohio, which I appreciate those who are checking in from the wonderful state of Ohio. Another great showing last night by our lady soccer team. Definitely, definitely a Hawkins fan boomer. We, we were trying to get Matt Mott on last week, and I had had the, yeah, he's good. He'll be good to go. I'll, I'll get back to you, and I never heard back. So I'll reach back out to see if Coach can come on today. Josh, we do have a guest on the show today. I know that sounds shocking, but we do have a guest coming up in hour number two. I have to double confirm it, but it looks like we're going to get our first look at Arkansas State. Am, am I reaching and trying to bring on an Arkansas State guest here, or no. are we good with learning about opponent number one? Oh, let's find out about the Red Wolves. Okay. I will say, though, <laughs> I will say I got a little hot because I emailed the dude. And he's like, listen, I'm really busy in the mornings this week. I'm like, like, dude, you're getting an opportunity to come on Oklahoma City, Tulsa, Norman, worldwide, and you're choosing, I don't know, anything but that. I just, I'm kind of busy this week. Sorry, I've got some mustard algae I'm dealing with. <laughs> well, listen, if he had that, I would completely and totally understand. But it looks like, it looks like a little bit later on in the program, 10 a.m. this morning, we're going to get our first look at Arkansas State as Chris Hudgeson will join us. He covers the Red Wolves. Chris, good morning. Hey, what are you dealing with this week, and why are you too important well, it wasn't, for us? Well, it wasn't Chris. Chris is good. It was the other dude. I Googled Arkansas State football preview, and I didn't get anything from anyone in Jonesboro. And then finally, as I scrolled into about th- the third page of news, I found – the article and went through and kept finally after someone was too busy to talk about Arkansas State football with us this week. I literally wanted to quit everything and be like, I can't even get the dude from Jonesboro on the show. <laughs> what is the what is this world? What is this world coming to? Um, <laughs> Jesse and Iowa writes, David Stone, he gone, unfortunately. There's a lot of people that are feeling that way. Now, I question for those like myself, Josh Helmer, who didn't spend the weekend perusing the Cruton websites. Is this all about the the, the text or the Instagram, where it, they say he's talking about money and dropping bags, or is this all about the celebration where he threw up the U? Was there anything out there that you saw, or that we missed to where he said that this was over, or are we? Are we drawing from the way that he acted during his season opener? Yeah, I think that it's it's mostly that. Okay. All right. Jesse in Iowa, keep hope alive. Keep hope alive. True Sooner writes, the only thing worse than mustard allergy is ketchup allergy. Very good. Uh, and then there is, there's no such thing as ketchup allergy. Stop it. And then finally, let's get back to sports with this from the 405. Here's something to think about, guys. 
What would happen to the quarterback room if Dylan Gabriel decided to come back next year for OU and the SEC? Well, he, he might start. <laughs> yeah, I, I see what you're saying. That concern is, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. This is – this would be terrible because you would lose Jackson Arnold. You know, not, not every grad transfer – is somebody who's transferring on their own accord. And I'm just – this is hypothetical plank here, okay? But if that were the case, I mean, they basically told Max Duggan to go turn pro. I mean, they they basically told him that. And he, and he was like, yeah, you know, I was kind of leaning that way anyway. But now that you guys say that and you want Chandler, I'm good. I'm going to go pro. I, I'm not saying that would be the case. I understand – Boy, you're really worrying about something well down the road, but I'm here for it. But, Josh, I think in that instance, Jackson Arnold's here with the understanding that he's going to be the starting quarterback in 2024. Even if Dylan Gabriel goes out and has a Heisman Trophy season, which he could, which he could. But I think the understanding is, in my mind, today, August 21st of 2023, week one, whenever OU plays, whomever it is in week one in 24, it's going to be... Jackson Arnold so I wouldn't get too worried about that but it is interesting right it is interesting because then you would have you would have a tough if Dylan Gabriel came back and had an incredible year and said I want to I want to come back like, ooh, uh, we didn't really have that one in the cards but I'm sure they've thought this through Temple by the way would be the uh, opener is it Temple next year oh and it's in Norman Temple, Tulane, and – oh, that's the only two so far. Well, Houston will Oh, be, Houston, that's yeah, right. I'm they sorry. they just haven't updated this. Gotcha. Thank you, Josh. All right, yeah, and uh, Nick asks real quick from – well, two more here. Nick asks, is it the B-dubs off I-35? Yes, but not the, not the patch of I-35 and more. We're going – we're off to Edmond. Like Bill Belichick said like 20 years ago, but for some reason it stays with me. Off we're, to Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati. Except in this case it's Edmund. We're on to Edmund, okay? We're on to Edmund. And then this from the 918. What, no love for Tulsa? Listen, if it were up to me, every remote we do would be in Tulsa. That's right. Gary Cavins on Thursday, he would send me to a remote in Tulsa at his location in Tulsa. Uh, well, it's funny that you mentioned that because – you're going to Tulsa, Plank. Let's go! Go to Tulsa! I don't have a Tulsa trip for a while, man. We, uh, I'm sure we'll put some sort of Tulsa day together again. Like I would, in, uh, You know what? I would like to have a weekly trip to Tulsa. I would? would? Like to, I would like to have a weekly trip to Tulsa. Like maybe a Wednesday show with my buddy Tommy Yardy. Tommy, we could get out there at River Spirit Casino. It'd be great. Every Wednesday, hanging out, 9 to noon, kicking the day off. That would be cool. It's kind of funny. I think about all these people that whenever I was there, they own businesses, and now they're smart enough to where they made enough money where most of them are like, yeah, I don't really do that much over there anymore. <laughs> kind of have someone that runs that for me. Never will forget or lose love for Tulsa. 1430 The Bus has been an all-sports station since 1991, which is wild. Wild. So we appreciate them as an affiliate. I appreciate the 918. Quick break when we come back. All right. Pete Sampson, Notre Dame insider, 
Two very interesting notes about this weekend, and I learned something today, Josh. I learned something. We'll share it next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Big day today. I guess you could say maybe even a little bit of history for the ref, right? First ever. What are you not supposed to say? First annual? Is that how it's not supposed to be said? Which would make sense because you haven't done it annually beforehand. The inaugural annual event, right. Uh, The first ever gridiron giveaway. And basically, if you need an explanation, we've taken the premise of our 68-team giveaway. 68. (laughs) Some places just do four. But of our 68-team giveaway, and we've put it to football. Did I explain that right? We basically made it a football game. So, 70 schools, right? Basically the Power Five and uh, meaningful independent Notre Dame, et cetera, that we're giving away today. Those that make the college football playoff, oh, big prizes for you. Big prizes. And we'd also like to thank all of our great sponsors, including OEC Fiber, First United Bank, Hilton Garden Inn, and Conference Center in Edmond, and probably the people I need to call as soon as this show is over, Signature Pool and Patio. Yes, the, uh, <laughs> the, the text line is telling you yeah, stop Curtis, being stubborn. Curtis is very mad at me right now. Curtis writes, you need to quit being stubborn. Call the pool place and go get the right chemicals, and you're good to go. Boomer. Here's the problem, Curtis, and I completely oh, – your sensical, logical take is the way to go. I am a stubborn fool that would be embarrassed to walk in there – and when they do that, when you're taking that whole bucket of water and they literally take out like a drop and they put it in and then they get the printer readout and they look at you and it's like, <laughs> you. Mustard algae. You are not good at taking care of your pool. <laughs> Time out. <laughs> get over there. So are you excited about any of the week one games this year? Because now it's no longer week zero. It's all week one. So I guess Notre Dame's playing two week one games. I guess USC is playing a couple week one games as well this year, but is there a game that is really kind of piquing your interest of the six or seven we have Saturday? Coming up, uh, basically, let's call it week zero here. Again, I, I've been chastised by some for calling it week zero, and now I guess everything is week one. There's not a massive amount of games, right? There's not There's not one. You, you get Navy, Notre Dame, you get USC, San Jose State. What Ohio San Diego State's kind of interesting. Did I say that right? USC San Jose State. You did. Okay, Ohio San Diego State. But there's not really much meat on that bone. No, and you know, forced to pick, it it would be Navy Notre Dame. Curious, obviously, to watch uh, USC. I guess a little bit, but you know, San Jose State doesn't move the needle a ton. But you get to see Caleb Williams and and USC, and you know, are they any kind of improved in just one game defensively? Again, if they look good, are you even going to take much out of it? Probably not. So, USC's schedule is a beast down the stretch, stretch, people. An absolute beast down the stretch. But with that, with that said. Starting with that Notre Dame game in mid-October. It, hold on. Oh, you've got it pulled up. I was, here, I'm going to block it and try to do it by memory, okay? okay? I'm not looking. I'm not looking. It's at Notre Dame. There's a Utah game at home in there. Okay. Then, like, what, a trip to Cal? Okay. Then Washington, Oregon, UCLA, right? That's it. Yeah, you yeah. nailed it. I've talked about it enough. that <laughs> Because no one wants to accept that those games are going to be challenging. It's like, oh, yeah, they're fine. I'm like, really? Now, you never know. Five of those six will be uh, challenging. And they might be favored in all of them. They might be favored in three of them. 
they might end up being a lot easier, which is why preseason strength of schedule is so dumb. It, it depends on what happens with Notre Dame. That road trip, mm-hmm. they, they might not be favored. And at Oregon, they mm. might not be favored. That's right. But I am intrigued by Notre Dame and Navy for a couple of reasons. Number one, I don't know if it's just me, but every single time we do this in college football, knowing what it takes, Josh, to take a college football team on the road for a bowl game, seeing what it the amount of legwork and the amount of hard work that goes into a bowl game, I can't even fathom what it takes to get a football game put on overseas for a college team. But today, I heard Pete Sampson, who covers Notre Dame, and he was asked the same thing I want to know. Why? 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 Why are we doing this? Why is why are we seeing a college football game in Ireland or overseas at least once a year? Uh, here's what the athletic beat report – he works for the athletic – beat reporter for the Fighting Irish said of the why. Well, I mean, for Notre Dame, it's like they do it because they can. Um, it's much more about like, all right, how do you – how do you take the football program on the road as an advertisement for the university at large? So that's, that's the why it's like a part of it is like Notre Dame does stuff because Notre Dame can do it. Like why is Notre Dame independent? Cause it can be independent. Um, you know, why can it play in Ireland? Cause it can get a stadium to sell out. And I believe that's like maybe the second largest influx of American tourists to Ireland ever, um, is what they're expecting. So it's, uh, it's a it's a good business proposition if you can have a uh, a national and international fan base follow you around the globe. Um, and Notre Dame definitely has that. I tell you what, man, is my, that you? No, my Sirius XM co-host just cannot figure out that that microphone in front of your <laughs> mouth picks up everything that you do. I will never understand that for the life of me. Sitting there eating, like they're eating or smacking their lips or something. <laughs> I had a partner on softball that was chewing gum. I'm like, what are you doing? The microphone is right there. It's like. Three ball, one strike. I mean, stop. This isn't what it was at AMSR. I'm afraid to play the next cut. That's great. It's like like, you're on the radio. That's a a mic. It picks up everything around you. Obviously, you didn't celebrate National Radio Day. And I got to be honest, I have no clue what he said. I have no clue what he said either. Because as soon as you looked at me and as soon as I heard, I was like, what is that? It's from Full Ride, by the way. On Sirius XM, my man Chris Childers, the show Pony Knows Radio. There's no way that's him. So I'm, I want to play the next one, but there's another why. Like, why in the world does Navy and Notre Dame constantly play? What, what's the story behind this? Because I get it. Navy, <clears throat> Notre Dame is an independent. Needs opponents. Always needs opponents. But every single year, N- Navy is a part of it. It's not always Army or Air Force, but always Navy. And I didn't know the story, Josh Helmer, until today. One more from Pete Sanders. I mean, it goes back to World War II and Navy essentially keeping Notre Dame in in business at the university um, by moving some of their their training to campus here. So that's, you know, Father Hesburgh, uh, the longtime Notre Dame president, basically said, like, Navy will always have a place on our football schedule because they kept the university open. It's sort of a, a debt that... Some people at Notre Dame feel like can never be fully repaid. Um, and so you just sort of pay it off every year by, by keeping it on the schedule. It's, I mean, it's a great series. I, I know there are some Notre Dame fans who would like to see maybe it, it be an occasional game, not an annual game, but I think it's turned into something that not only does that have the history behind it, but they 
will play in Ireland. They played in Ireland in 2012. They've played this game in San Diego. They've played it in Jacksonville. They'll play it at MetLife outside New York City. They'll play it in Baltimore, um, San Antonio. It, um, they take this game on the road, and I think it's, it's a good sort of billboard for both Notre Dame and Navy um, that they are just a little bit different than, you know, your, your average college football game in week zero or, or any week. So that's – it all – it all sort of fits together of like Notre Dame paying Navy back and then it lets both schools sort of get out and show themselves off to the rest of the country. I hope you guys were able to take, I did not realize how distracting that is. (laughs) Well, we're only on amplitude modulation today in Norman. Well, actually 99.3 FM. So maybe you can't hear that as well as I freaking do, but I, I thought that was a cool story. I didn't realize there was that much behind Navy and Notre Dame. And then it dates all the way back to world war II. Yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. They have played each other. Let's see, seventy nine, thirteen, and one. Oh gosh, um, the math. So it's not a rivalry. Seventy nine plus ten is eighty nine. Plus three is ninety two. So this will be their ninety fourth meeting between the two teams. Ninety four. I mean, that's pretty solid for two teams that aren't in a conference against each other. That's more than uh, Notre Dame and USC have played, I believe. The longest, oh my gosh, the last time Navy beat Notre Dame was actually 2016. I didn't realize that. But Notre Dame has won nine of the last ten. There was a stretch in 2007, 8, 2009, and 2010 when Navy won three of the four games. Is that what it is, Seth? Is it chips that dude is eating? Oh my gosh. Anyway, I thought that was interesting hearing Pete Sampson talk about the history between Notre Dame and Navy and maybe gives you a reason to watch coming up this weekend. Now, we're going to learn a little bit about Oklahoma's opening game opponent, Arkansas State, coming up. Back to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line next right here on The Ref. All right, it's The Plank Show with Josh Helmer on The Ref. Chris Hutchison is going to join us. We're going to learn about Arkansas State coming up next. Top of next hour? Top of next hour, 10.05 a.m. So – can I answer the question you posed earlier? Please do. I would love to see Oklahoma play in Ireland. Really? It, but got to be uh, obviously that week zero date mm-hmm. because, again, you, you're dealing with the international travel and your body clock's getting all you know, out of whack and this and that. So if you could do it Thursday the week before week one, then uh, I'm in. Give yourself then that travel back day or two like in the players reacclimate probably a lot faster than anyone else does right players, players will reacclimate fine it'll be the coaches and the equipment staff people uh training athletic training staff everybody but I, I wouldn't bind it it would be I mean it's a terrific excuse for Oklahoma fans to go abroad does it really truly grow your fan base I don't know maybe might does it really help enrollment because you take your football team to another country if you have a lot of of I don't want to say foreign exchange but students that come here overseas maybe but at least from a fan experience perspective it'd be pricey but it'd also be really really cool well, to be able one, to go and do it once in a lifetime trip and experience Notre Dame Navy in Ireland coming up on Saturday okay um, from the 712, 
So Navy Notre Dame is like OU, OSU, and that real rivalry. Okay, that's a that's a little bit cold. That that's a little bit tough. And then for me playing that interview today, Seth and Piedmont writes, I beg of you, do not play another cut of that. I can't with the chips. With a couple of crying emojis in there. Oh my gosh. I I, I feel terrible. I had no idea. It's like what is you know, the What's other part about there? that is it's so disrespectful to the guests. Right. It's like, I don't really Chomping care about away. anything you're saying. I'm going to eat while you're sitting there giving your take. Hope you don't lose your feed. Uh, and Patrick, why do people do interviews on their computer and not have a microphone attached to their shirt or at least somewhere? The echo when they don't have one is incredible. You would think they would figure that out. No, no, no. People love screaming into a laptop more than they do trying to have a professional-sounding interviewer podcast. All right, we got a break. We got a break. We're learning about Arkansas State next on The Ref.